We're into episode 27 of Try Talk SA. My name is Brad Brown. It's good to be with you. And as I sit and record this, you might hear the background noise. I'm sitting at Hamilton's Rugby Club uh, on a bit of a speaking tour that I'm on. Uh, it's a beautiful evening in Cape Town. I can see Lions Head from where I'm sitting, the Cape Town Stadium, and watching a couple of the lads practice rugby on the rugby fields here at Hamilton. So uh, that's what the background noise is. And uh, yeah, I'm just loving doing these podcasts on the road. Hopefully you don't mind the bit of ambiance uh, <laughs> the last few weeks. But this week on Try Talk SA, another busy one. I'm actually down in Cape Town uh, also for the 11 Global that's taking place this coming weekend. I'm going to be the race announcer, the commentator. Looking forward to that. So if you are going to be in Cape Town this weekend racing in Bloberg, please pop by and say how's it. Uh, but coming up on this week's show, I caught up with Marcus van Niekerk from the HPC, uh, the High Performance Center in Pretoria. They've got a, a pretty cool triathlon club uh, that's uh, doing some amazing things out in Pretoria. Uh, we chatted to Stacey Reebok last week. Funnily enough, this interview that I did with Marcus was done last week, and I was supposed to use it on the interview uh, on the show with Stacey. Uh, you'll hear I mentioned Stacey as well, but uh, ended up using it this week instead. So it is slightly dated, but the info is still very, very relevant. Uh, yeah, I chatted to Marcus about what they do, how they train. They've got a really cool program with some good coaches as well. So I hope you enjoy that interview. And then also touch base with Grant Kunica, uh, the organizer of Tri-Rock Durban and Tri-Rock Robben Island as well. Entries for Tri-Rock Durban are open right now, and I'll find out a little bit more about the race uh, and uh, also what you can expect if you race on the 5th of October. Grant told me after the interview, too, that I've got some cool goodies to give away, so uh, I'll ask you a question at the end of the show, and all you need to do is just get onto our website, uh, trytalksa.co.za, enter the competition there and I've got four head sweat peaks to give away four for Tri-Rock Durban four for Tri-Rock Robin Island if you'd like to get your hands on one of those all you need to do is listen to the rest of the show it'll be a question that's related to Grant's interview and then just get to trytalksa.co.za also, uh, if you want to be in touch, podcast at trytalksa.coza is our email address. You can follow us on Twitter at trytalksa, uh, or you can look us up on Facebook as well at trytalksa uh, on Facebook. Just uh, search for us, and that's where you'll find us as well. Let's get straight into this week's show, and we kick things off with Marcus. On the road once again, uh, and uh, we are chatting to Grant Kunica down in Cape Town. Grant is the man behind Tri-Rock Durban. Entries opened uh, just a week ago. Grant, good to catch up once again on Tri-Talk SA. Yeah, good to talk as always. It's quite nice. Are we sitting face-to-face for a change? We're normally on the phone or on Skype, but it's uh, yeah, just catching up at the hotel. Grant, how things been going? I mean, last year was the first Tri-Rock Durban. Uh, entries have opened now for, for 2014. How things going so far? Yeah, things have been going awesome, to be honest, really, really well. Um, yeah, it's just been open for a week and entries have been coming in. We've got early bird entries up to sort of 300. So, yeah, we, 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 we're moving swiftly on them. So those who want to get it need to uh, get in soon. Um, and then, yeah, some very cool, um, you know, improvements for, for, for this year, to be honest. A couple of uh, key lessons learned. Uh, we're going to be uh, from the swim, heading out on the promenade, uh, Still quite a concept for the city to take at the moment, but obviously much safer, much quicker, I think a lot more fun as well, um, and then which gets them straight up into, you know, up towards Snell Parade and, and fall. So that that's probably the, the, the coolest change for this year, one that I'm really looking forward to, um, and uh, we'll use that for the sub-events as well, for the Kids Rock and... Um, 
uh, Chicks Rock and uh, Urban Rock as well. So Urban Rock was a huge success uh, on the promenade last year, so we're going to carry on with that. Um, yeah, so by and large, we, uh, you know, and uh, the one thing we're also looking to introduce this year, you know, uh, we had a couple of um, cool oaks, you know, last year, like Donovan uh, van Gelder Racing and Glenn, and that kind of sparked, uh, some of their banter sparked an idea for me. So uh, what we're going to do, we're going to do a Legends um, uh, group. So what we're trying to do is get some of the guys who really were the pioneers in South Africa um, to, to come and race. Um, if not to you know do the whole thing do a relay and then just bring them in and a chance to tell some of their stories so hopefully also throughout the year we'll be able to feed some information there but um it's pretty amazing you know we we, we to think where triathlon was and the funny shapes of the bicycles and and the helmets and the, and <laughs> the dark helmets that's actually one of the things we wanted to do is get some of the old classic oh, bicycles cool. there so uh, I think something really, uh, I think that's already, because there's so many new people, myself included, you know, I mean, um, you don't know these guys who pioneered who back in the day would just seem as complete nutcases, where now it's a little bit more, you know, triathlon, well, the long distance stuff. A bit is, more mainstream, yeah. Yeah, slightly more mainstream. So, uh, yeah, so I think that's going to be quite a cool. So we want to put a little bit of a, a fizz into that, and we'll see how that develops. The same, we wanted to do a similar sort of idea for the age groupers. Uh, obviously, with the age groupers, we're going to improve on that uh, this year. But, um, you know, uh, some surprises as well along the way. But it will be along the sort of legends ideas. So we're trying to really incorporate that it brings us, you know, as much... Um, you know, we had a fantastic time with the Virgins at the uh, finish line last year with Max interviewing a whole bunch of them. And it was brilliant to get their feedback and how much they enjoyed it. So for us, as always, you know, um, our whole deal is about getting out there, enjoying, you know, the training hard enough and all the sweat and... The fear factor, especially for the swim, and um, yeah, so we, we're super pumped uh, uh, to see how you know the athletes take that on this year. You, you mentioned there were some key lessons you've learned out of last year. I mean, the, the first time you put on a race is always tough because you're not quite sure how it's going to go down on the day. Well, what are some of the lessons you've learned in 2013 that you you need to apply in 2014? Uh, never rely on uh, the Durban Harbour to get your transition bags <laughs> two in two weeks. So I think we, we will probably order our transition bags a month from now. <laughs> um, that was yeah, that was a big, big lesson. And just some of those logistics, because, I mean, we had a bucket load of branding and stuff. was literally sitting, ironically, 200 metres from where they, you know... Which was needed. Where, where it was needed. So um, <laughs> I think from then, also, uh, just, just communication. Uh, also, you, you know, out of this is you... You get some good people which put their hand up and want to be involved, and I think so. You start to learn who you can trust and leverage on. Um, those are the sort of key things, and also understanding where, for example, Durban Metro is very different to sort of East London or PE or anything like that. <laughs> They're a different breeds, so you know where their strengths are and their weaknesses are. So that's why the promenade sort of come in because town really was hard, hard work, and um, you know, obviously for us, safety is always number one, but we want the guys to have fun and. Well, I didn't enjoy town at all. So, um, uh, you know, so th those are some of the key things. Also, just tweaks you make to the finish line and the layout and the way, um, like transitions, the T2 will be a lot more jacked up on, on that sort of side. You know, um, yeah, it was just various circumstances that you run out of time where now you can plan because you know what their missteps are going to be. You can yeah. kind of plan for it a little bit better. So those are the things, really, and, you know, we had a few things at the expo, and so we've learned out of that, but we know we've got to just jack up a few. Um, but by and large, you know, um, yeah, I suppose it's just, you know, the, the thing with the first year is just always the unforeseen, no matter yeah. how much you bloody well plan. 
um, on these things. But uh, I say, by and large, it's great to be where we are now. As with the city, um, yeah, I'm learning things this year already because they've changed a lot of their personnel, so you kind of start from scratch in, in some sense. But, um, uh, you know, we look forward to doing the, the race briefing now with hopefully, you know, a thousand plus guys at the, the Dolphin Aram, which. Uh, you know, we had 200 odd last year, but I think with the packed Dolphin Aaron would be absolutely fantastic. So those are the, the sort of uh, other things like swim, making sure the swim boys are out to the guys on the Thursday and the Friday and the Saturday of the training runs. Durban guys aren't used to that, and apparently these boys tend to grow legs. So, <laughs> so we're going to have to come up with a cheaper solution on that side. But those are the sort of things. And also, uh, you get feedback about the guys like the finisher shirt, so we probably... Uh, it be interesting to, you know, we're going to put a poll out to the athletes, see what what sort of shirt they prefer, you know. So those are sort of areas we want to concentrate a bit more on. Get um, We had a ton of requests for um, more merchandise and that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, just overall sharpness and, you know, the and the partners that have involved, like Nando's are fantastic and Sorga's son. Um, you just learn to work better and optimize because also for them, I think the biggest thing is that they... They, Durban really didn't know. Mm. They thought this was kind of just like a Sunday mud run or spa ladies type thing. And then when they realized the sort of scale of the production and the, and the length of the day and uh, and the benefit to them, then, you know, I've got a few apologies out of it, so I was chuffed about that. Grant, it's quite interesting you say that, I mean, you say Durban weren't quite sure what they were in for. An interesting stat you were telling me is that the vast majority of your entries that have come in already early days still are from Durban, which is which is a good sign. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's in fact, bar I think two, they're all from Durban so far, which is mental. So, um, which which obviously we stoked about. You know, it's what we wanted. Um, uh, you know, and I think reflected. You know, I think we saw an uptake. You know, in the Midlands Ultra, I think was partly down to that. Also, their date moved a bit, so it's good for the local. So the guys now have got you know, well, in fact, they got three races on their doorstep. So. KZN Oaks no longer have an excuse saying they don't have any, you know, uh, proper quality standard race around, or well, certainly in Durban at least, you know. So yeah. But but it's also it's also cool, I think, as far as an accessibility sort of side of things for, for guys coming from Joburg or perhaps if we said maybe not so much from the Eastern Cape and Cape Town, it's a bit of a mission to get to Durban. But for the guys up north, Kauteng, Pretoria, Joburg, Durban's five and a half, six hours away. It's easy in, easy out. Accommodations, re- I mean, there's tons of accommodation in Durban and literally right on the promenade. I mean, where, where, where the race takes place. So from an accessibility point of view for those guys, it just makes a, a lot of sense to race in Durban. Yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> we were asked, could we, you know, uh, you, you fight so hard to get it in a city to get those benefits, you know, so the athletes, you know, it's, why are we not in you know the middle of nowhere? It could be a really scenic place, but doesn't have the infrastructure and the support and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, you say Cape Town. Funny, we had a whole bunch of inquiries. We had a few Cape Townians last year, um, Frank Smuts, and plus quite a few of other guys. In fact, I think it's easier for them to fly from Cape Town to, to Durban, Durban than Cape Town yeah. <laughs> to Joe. So, um, so from that point of view, yeah, no, I mean, and we had a. Yeah, it was interesting how many guys drove down, and quite a few still flew down from all the various bits, but. It's, it's all about that. That's mm. why we take it's hellishly difficult and it takes a long while. And But we are trying to just get also the profile of triathlon in the cities. You, the guys need to understand, you know, we sit so far down the pecking order, you know, where they're going, sorry, we can't deal with you, we've got comrades. Sorry, we yeah. can't deal with you, but I'm a shovel shovel. Exactly, yeah. and, and when you look at the numbers of those fields, I mean, comrades, you're seeing 14,000 uh, runners. I'm not sure what the Amashova field is, but that's pretty big too. So they get. 
the magnitude of the events, but those are obviously talking thousands and thousands and thousands of athletes. Whereas, uh, I mean, try rock in, in your wildest dreams, if you can get 2,000 people there, that, that would be, be pretty cool for you. But are, are the city going to... Is the city going to close the roads for for, for 2,000 people? That's where the the difficult bit comes in. But you are working on them. Yeah, no, I mean, that's where the... Look, it's it's always, certainly for me, I I won't do an event of that scale without the road closures. So if it doesn't happen, we pack Mm. up and move on, you know. But um, I think they understand that's why we use ContraFlow. You're going out and back so you keep the route short as as possible. But... um, you know, I think the thing is we explain to them sort of the, the de- demographic. These guys come with their families, so it's not just your 1,000 or 2,000 athletes. They're coming with mates. I mean, when, you know, when I did my race, I mean, with my brother, we had, I think, 13 other family members out, which yeah. is crazy, you know. So, uh, and I think that's what, it's an education process for them because, yes, they just see numbers. So how many numbers? 1,000? Oh, we don't get out of bed for that sort of stuff. But then when you explained, I mean, we saw what the, you know, we know what the value is, you know, to the city that, and when you go through those, you know, but unfortunately you've got to keep going through it and fighting the corner. But hopefully that the athlete, you know, it's, we feel we, we fight in the corner for them. Now we hope they come to the party because um, it's really tough to, to, to keep fighting that, to say. So hopefully when we get to that 1,500, 2,000, two and a half and whatever, you know, we get on the numbers that it becomes then a no-brainer that they can go, right, cool, hang five, we understand. Because uh, triathlon just needs to have its place in big cities. It, it, you know, it's never going to have, you know, look, if you look at Roth, I think, what's Roth? 10,000 including relays. You know, if we ever got to something like that, it would be staggering, you know. But um, I, I don't think that's the objective. The point is just where you can get to a critical mass and where they go, yes, because so of they that. Set up, they set up and take notice, essentially. So, so again, yeah. and it's also, it's a lot more because they attract internationals um, and also the marketing, the way we market it. I mean, you know, it's, it's no disrespect to, obviously, comrades standing, but some of the other events, you know, it's, um, we, 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 we play a massive, we take a huge, huge time and effort to market and put that out and to showcase Durban. I mean, that's what Tyron's really about. We always just work to showcase the location and the very, very best of the location. That's why we had our Bollywood girls at the finish line and, you know, the same for Robert Island or any other event we kind of take on. We, for us, it's always and only ever about the location. The Tri-Rock, obviously, the mantra of what we do and uh, ethos, that, that's the, the guiding sort of mm. principles for us. I don't know how we choose races. And um, right from costings, we, we always want to be value for money. You know, we believe... Because uh, you know, if we can give value for money, it means the guy would do two races as opposed to just one. one you know, exactly, yeah. and it, and it'll make it more accessible for people. So that that's kind of how we choose the, um, but equally so, fighting for for the closure. So yeah. we hope the guys. Um, I do know. I have to say, last year was amazing. And it's going it's to happen again this year. I mean, that's the, the race is on. They've agreed to it, so it's happening. I mean, that's not even an issue here. 5th of October is when it's happening yep. uh, in Durban. Entries, if people want to get entries in, where can they do that right now? Just go to trialrock-durban.com. And, uh, yeah, all the deets. Uh, we'll, all the sub-event stuff will be launched in a couple of weeks from now, but the main race, all the details are on there. Just register. It's the first button you see. Um, and, yeah, so uh, as we're going along, we'll update, you know, a few more things. But, um we were just getting things out of the blocks at the moment, but it's going to be a cracker. And you talk about sub-events. I mean, it's a, it's literally a weekend for the whole family because you put on an event for the kids. You put on an event for, for the girls as well. Uh, and it's, it's just an awesome weekend down in, in Durban. It's, a, it's an awesome time of the year to race as well. October in Durban, it's not like January or February in Durban where it's warm, but it's not over overwhelmingly so. Yeah, we, we couldn't. We, we looked at those times. And, uh, <laughs> you didn't want to kill anyone. <laughs> 
I, I don't think there'll be any athlete left, including myself. So, um, uh, no, I mean, I mean, the day we had him, mean, we, we had, you know, it was so-so weather, but came Sunday, it was hot, but not, you know... Yeah, you uncomfortable. Know, uncomfortable, and the guys loved it. It's a quick course, and, um, yeah, it's just, you know, Durban's got its vibe. It's super chilled, super relaxed. The promenade is really, really stunning. Um, we had a great turnout for the Urban Rock for our first year, Um and yeah, so for the family, it's just that, you know, and we, and we want to work on the passport program a bit more this year. Um, it's something which <clears throat> started working, but we, we're going to put a bit more effort into it, you know, because we really would like to, if we can, save the families if it's 200 bucks, 200 bucks, or that they just plan a bit more before. And so, um, we'll, we'll, but also, also, the guys have got suggestions, please, man, send it through to us. You know, we, we always, um, you know, I'm always wanting to see how we can. Uh, add more value for the guys and make the total experience for, yeah. for the athletes better and um, you know so they don't walk away going you know they're bankrupt or anything like that but they've had a good affordable weekend obviously triathlon's not it's quite the same as you know a marathon or anything like mm. that but you know we're, we're working hard to um, you know temper the pricing brilliant Grant Kunica from Tri-Rock SA thank you for joining us look forward to, to chatting in the build up and uh, yeah let us know when those other events the sub-events get launched and we'll definitely pass that news on to our listeners as well Awesome. Thanks, Brad. Much appreciated. Every now and again here on Tri Talk SA, we uh, try and talk about a couple of the Tri clubs. And you heard from Stacey Reebok just a few moments ago how important that club structure was for her in her build up to 70.3. And it's time now to chat uh, to one of the coaches from Tux Tri, the University of Pretoria, the Tri Club. Uh, Marcus van Niekerk joins us uh, today. Marcus, welcome on to Tri Talk SA. First time we chatting. Welcome. Thank you so much, Brad. Thanks for the opportunity. Marcus, I know at, at Tux, I mean, they've got a pretty big sports program across all disciplines, not just triathlon. I mean, they've got uh, the High Performance Center there as well, so they've got uh, lots of, of uh, elite sort of athletes that are based there and do a lot of work out of the HPC. But you guys have got a triathlon club that sort of caters for everyone. You've got some really good athletes, uh, sort of elites that, that train out of there too, but you guys also uh, have some average sort of weekend warriors like, like most of us are. Tell us a little bit about the, the Tux Tri Club, how it started and, and how long it's been going. Okay, thanks, Brad. Um, okay, firstly, uh, there's two there's two different squads. Um, we've got the the like I mentioned earlier, we've got Lindsay Perry and myself work together. Um, yes, we do have from weekend warriors or beginners, if we can call them that, all the way up to WTS circuit uh, elite athletes. So basically, what it all comes down to is I've got. Um, uh, the beginners and the longer distance triathletes. So uh, the majority of them, strangely enough, um, is not one of them are tux, uh, tux students. So you don't need to be a tux student to be part of the club. And uh, the majority of, of the specific squad that I'm talking about now, we do our training early morning um, from most most training between 5 and 7 in the morning and the afternoon set we, uh, we tend to do from 5 o'clock onwards. So... Um, with regards to the actual club, um, we've got a, you know, two different squads, if I can call it that. So we've got the more serious guys, and then, like I said, with the not so serious guys, um, whether you're a student, whether you're a full-time employed person, everybody's welcome. Sounds sounds awesome, Marcus. It's it's quite. I mean, you guys are, are based at the HPC, the High Performance Center at the University of Pretoria. I mean, that's where you work out of. Are, are all the training sessions in that? Do they start and finish there, or, or do you go and do sessions elsewhere as well? Okay, Brad. Basically, how we break our programs or training sets down is 
from Monday to Friday, we've got uh, every morning we've got supervised sets. So Monday, Wednesdays, Wednesdays and Fridays, we do uh, swim uh, sets for about hour and 15 minutes ranges from anything from two and a half to three and a half um, uh, kilometers and uh, once again you know from people who, who can barely swim to guys that can you know do a 35 minute you know 1.9k swim at, at 70.3 level um, and that's Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays on Tuesday and Thursday mornings everybody brings their power trainers and their um, obviously their bikes on Tuesday mornings we do a quality bike set um, with a, oh, well, it's in the form of you. We do a warm-up set, and then obviously we, we go over to intervals. Um, and then on Thursday morning, um, we do a brick set. So once again, a solid warm-up, and uh, we'll do some bike intervals followed immediately by running intervals. And uh, that's all the morning sets, Monday to Fridays. And then on Tuesday afternoons, we also have a. Um, supervised running set, which is usually our quality run set, whether we do it on the track or on the HBC ground, um, we'll do some quality running sets, whether it's um, 1K repeats or, or whatever the set is for the day. Um, you know, each person still has their own individual program. So basically what it comes down to is those sets are the sets we do together. Um, and being on a tower trainer, it's more controlled. Um, you, you can do your own set, even if you obviously ride um, with, with the rest of the squad. And, uh, you know, it's, it's also easy to, to monitor, um, you know, progress and, and things like that. Um, with regards to the actual um, uh, location, yes, everything or majority of the sets are done at the HPC. Um, itself, and then obviously your Monday afternoons, um, Wednesday, Wednesday through to Sunday afternoons. If the athlete does have any any sets to do, then um, they can do it on this uh, on their own. You know, wherever they they want to do those sets. Two things that I picked up out of there that I, I quite like was was the the sort of eat, everybody's got an individual program that it's not a case of you just being lumped in with guys who who are sort of similar ability you, you you're getting individualized stuff we can chat about that in a moment but I, I like the the idea of of power trainers can can you explain how that side of things work with a power trainer for someone who's never actually used one before. And, and the sort of difference that it makes as opposed to just riding uh, a bike. I mean, th- this way you can actually monitor uh, things a lot better. Yeah, look, um, Brad, I think when it comes to power trainers, what, what's nice about it is um, you don't need to, you know, you don't need the best trainer that can obviously give you things like watts and the, the, the best technology. You basically only need a, a trainer that, you know, gives the necessary resistance. And then, uh, you know, it all comes down to, uh, like I said, per individual has their own um, exercise set. And, you know, it's very, very measurable. Um, so if you do a, 20, a 20 to a 30 minute warm up and you do 10 times 5 minute intervals um, with a necessary recovery in between. Obviously as you go along and get to know your body, get to know your performance, you immediately know, listen I'm feeling good today, I can push a bit harder or I'm not feeling too great, whereas when you ride on the road while doing quality sets, there's traffic lights, there's traffic, um, there is, you know, you can have a flat tire or there's so many external factors that play a role so it's 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 what, way more difficult to monitor the actual progress of that specific training set so that just makes it more specific and it's way more measurable if i can call it that yeah and it's also i mean i do quite a bit of stuff on, on an indoor train and it's it's a case of there's no freewheeling on the indoor trainer so you can in in a shorter space of time get a, a better workout in as you would if you were doing it out on a, on a really undulating course because you tend to freewheel down the downs and so i i 
to be honest, on my shorter sessions, prefer doing on an indoor trainer. Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, <laughs> no freewheeling. So um, that that's what, uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not such a good thing. But uh, it's, it's for sure, you know, it's it's a constant, you know, pedal, non-stop pedal. And yes, you can you can do a short set on a, on a turbo or indoor trainer and you can get a proper workout. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the actual training programs as well, Marcus. I know, I mean, I know Lindsay very, very well, and and as a coach, I, I really rate him. Uh, and you guys work very closely together. Uh, as far as the the individualized training programs go, do you do assessments in that on on the athlete before pushing out one of those training training programs, or or how does it actually work? Okay, Brad. Um, when it comes to the programs. Um, what makes it nice is it's that it's literally individualized. So it's not like buying a triathlon magazine and, and following a program and when my coffee saw today, I can't phone the editor of the magazine and say, listen, I've got this legal and, and I don't know what to do about it. So, you know, it's as simple as the athlete picks up the phone, makes contact and says, listen, this is what my car feel, feels like. And then we just change his program right there and then. Um, the program broken down is basically, yes, we do do an assessment. Um, we can't just, uh, you know, throw, him, throw the athlete in, in the deep end and expect that they, they can do everything. Um, you know, obviously, uh, coaches do make mistakes and, and, and you want to have uh, the best analysis or best idea of how fit that athlete is. So, yes, we do have a what we call a... Uh, athlete activity log, um, which is a few forms that, that we obviously ask the, the athlete to complete. And based on that, we then uh, draw up a program. Um, we tend to want to do more race-specific training for people that do want to do specific races. So um, if a person is a long-distance athlete, yes, we will throw in some shorter-distance races in his or her program, but we won't necessarily taper for those races. We'll make it part of the actual program. Um, and then, obviously, if a person prefers doing shorter programs, you know, his interval sets and his running sets will be, you know, way different to that of a, of a long-distance athlete. But there are a few fundamentals like the long run, the long bikes, the quality sets. Um, that is also quite important to still leave in the program. Um, and, uh, you know, basically... Like I said, it is very individualized, so you can you can change it when you want. Um, should an athlete, uh, you know, pick up an injury, um, I myself had an injury not not long ago, and uh, instead of doing running sets, we immediately change it to aqua jog sets. And what do you do? Do you don't you or do you just run around in the pool for sixty minutes? You know, get more way way more specific than just doing um, you know any exercise that you can see in a magazine. So um, it also makes the athlete you know feel way more valued or special at the end of the day and you know you that's what sport to me is all about is you know building on that self-worth and things like that yeah absolutely marcus as far as the size of the club goes i mean how how many active members do you have at the moment and what's the what's the capacity at the moment like how many can you still take on um okay you actually got me um well, it's new good year. Um, when it comes to the numbers, um, I'm not too sure. I think Lindsay's got about 20 um, at the moment. I myself, I'm also at the, uh, all, well, also almost to um, close to the 20 athlete mark. Um, and you know, I don't know how much more we can take on because we really don't want to, uh, you know drop the standards, if I can call it that. Uh, myself and Lindsay had had, had a conversation um, earlier this week where we would like to look at uh, starting up a mass um, club program, if I can call it that, where people would start doing training in groups, where it's a, list, a little bit less individualized, but, you know, obviously you still get the same advice and, um, you know, it's just 
on way less on a personal level. Um, and then also, you know, but still many, many people get the opportunity to train, get the opportunity to get access to advice, to good facilities at the LC sports grounds, etc. So, um, you know, that, that regarding that topic, that's about it. Mm. Marcus, if, if people want to find out more about Tax Triathlon and, and perhaps getting involved and, 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 and getting sort of involved with a club, how can, they, how can they get in touch with you guys? Okay, they simply they can um, send me a mail um, to tuxtrycoaching at gmail.com, one word, and they can simply send me a mail. Um, I, I usually just uh, give them a, a, a call. We have an introduction session where I prefer, you know, chatting to the person either face-to-face or telephonically, and, and based on that, then I forward the necessary information to the person, um, and then that person usually makes a call whether he or she wants to wants to join the club, um, and then, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty straightforward. I'm not sure if there's anything if we've missed. I mean, is there something that, that you guys do perhaps that's unique uh, to, to you or, or have we pretty much covered everything? Um, well, I'd like to think of, of Tux as, a, as not, not an average club, put it that way. Um, we really go the extra mile for our athletes. Um, we've recently signed a, a contract with Speedo, which we're re- really excited about, which basically gives our athletes access to, um, you know, any speedo gear, whether it's wetsuits or any swimming or triathlon equipment, um, which is a really nice bonus um, and a sponsor to have. Uh, we're busy talking to uh, brands like PVM, and um, it sounds like New Balance is almost um, as far down the line as, as, as speedo is. So uh, we're looking forward to partnering with some brands. And, uh, you know, obviously that's also quite a big bonus for the athlete and for people that doesn't necessarily, you know, want to spend an arm and a leg as it is quite an expensive sport already to have access to some of the best, you know, equipment um, when it comes to, to the actual sport. So that's also a nice byproduct is the sponsorship deal that we do have and then obviously the, the benefits that, that uh, the, the athletes get as a result of those. All right, fantastic. Marcus Vanikak, thank you so much for joining us on TriTalk SA this week. I'll put that email address up in the show notes as well. Uh, it is episode 26. So just go to trytalksa.co.za forward slash 26, and you can find that info there as well. Appreciate your time, and we'll chat soon. Great. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. And that's it, another episode of Try Talk SA done and dusted, wrapping things up here in the foot of, or at the foot of Lion's Head in Cape Town. A beautiful evening. Thank you for joining us. I hope you don't mind uh, the background noise, but thought it would be cool to do something different uh, while on the road. Uh, I mentioned at the start of the show that you stand the chance to win yourself either a head sweat peak of Tri Rock Durban or Tri Rock Robin Islands. All you have to do is go to trytalksa.co.za uh, and uh, look for the logo on this week's show notes. You can go to trytalksa.co.za forward slash 27 and uh, click on the logo. Input uh, the answer to this question. What date is Tri Rock Durban taking place this year? What date? You can uh, send your answer through there and we'll announce the winners on next week's episode, on episode 28 of Try Talk SA. While you're online as well, please do, if you don't mind, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we've got quite a few already, but we could do with a lot more. I know there's a lot of you that listen on the iTunes platform that haven't left a review or a rating yet. I'd really appreciate it if you did. It just helps other people discover this podcast and helps us grow our audience. I'd be hugely appreciative if you did do that. So until next week, be in touch. If you'd like to pop us an email, podcast at trytalksa.coza is the email address. I look forward to hearing from you. And until then, have yourself a fabulous week. Cheers.